listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Oh, we got stuff. We got Yankee issues. We got football issues. We got boxing stuff. We're rolling on ESPN New York Tonight. Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. Yeah, that's the number to join us on our throwback Thursday edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Thank you, Chris Carlin. I love that middle name. Lawrence Arthur Hardesty. I got to talk to my mom and dad about that. It's not what they gave me. They gave me something else that was <laughs> would have gotten me beaten up daily in school. We'll talk about that another time. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to work. We begin with the National Football League. And yes, there is a proposed CBA. I want to hear what you guys think about it. Because here, here for the for the fans, I know what you're thinking. One less Preseason game, hallelujah, hallelujah, one less preseason. Thank you. I know that's what the fans said. I know what else the fans said. More playoff games? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know, fans. I know. I know you guys. Here's the players. We got to play 17 games. (laughs) Weren't you the same guys talking about player safety? And now you want us to play another game? We get an extra bye week? We get an extra rosters? <laughs> what are we getting? So we know the owners want it because they've already voted it in. But that's the question. Will the players go along with it? Now, several players have already came out and they've been adamant. They're like, nope. I'm not doing it. J.J. Watt, not doing it. So will there be more concessions? And what do the players really want? You know, what What do they really want? We'll go through the uh, proposal sheet a little bit later in the show. I have it right here in front of my – there it is. That's it. In my greasy little hands here. I've got it. I've got the wage economics. I've got minimum salary increases. I've got um, some interesting things here. Guess what? There's even – and if this isn't the sign of the times, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what is. There is – a gambling definition that ensures money is included for the players' all revenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They know what's coming. Oh, yeah, they know. So lots of stuff in the CBA proposal sheet. We'll go through that a little bit later here on 98.7 ESPN. Also, okay, Yankee fans, I want to take your temperature. I've spoken to about... Nikki, Giselle, I think I spoke to about seven or eight Yankee fans who called me immediately when the words came out of Kay's mouth earlier today about Severino. And so I'm trying to gauge. I heard, I've heard worried. It's February. You're not worried until August for a Severino injury and a pack. Not concerned. Yeah. I understand being concerned and you're concerned because for Luis Severino, it's like, okay, here we go again. Will it ever stop? Are you ever going to be available to pitch a whole season? What's going on with you? So I understand being 
concerned because, all right, no Paxson, now no Severino. You're concerned. It's February. It's too early to be worried. It's okay to be concerned. How do you weigh in? 1-800-919-3776. you got to be, if I was a Yankee fan, I would be concerned because the injuries are back. Like, it's a new season, and it just seems like from the injury standpoint, it is a continuation of 2019 for this team. Aaron Judge, well, he's hidden off a tee. He's not ready. Then you got the pitching situation, and boy, suppose you hadn't got Garrett Cole. Then you'd be worried. <laughs> but on this scenario, you're just concerned. Speaking of concern. I know most Nets fans are watching the game right now, which they have a one-point lead over the 76ers, beginning, going into the beginning of the fourth quarter down in Philly against a team that is unbeatable at home and can't find their way on the road. But Kyrie Irving is done for the season. With a sh- now he's got to take shoulder surgery. Is this is? It's concerning. It's not worrying because you're going to make the playoffs anyway. And come closer, net fans. Come closer. Come closer. Come a little closer. Turn the smartphone up a little bit. You actually play better without him. I mean, look at the stats. Doesn't mean you're a better team. You play better without him because more people are involved. Don't get me wrong. Kyrie Irving is a tremendous player. Tremendous. He can get any shot he wants. He can go to the basket. He's one of the best finishers in the league. He can hit the three. He can get people involved. He can do it all. And he puts on a show. He is a showstopper. There's no question. But you got to be available. And the concern you have as a net fan is, okay, this injury thing is becoming repetitious over the seasons and he's not getting younger which means which means as he gets older it, it's unlikely he'll miss less games <laughs> he'll probably miss the same amount of more games so that's why you would be concerned but I want to hear from you net fans yeah you can I know you're watching the game but you can you can listen you watch the TV and listen to me 1-800-919-3776 at 10:30 Brian Custer, the voice of Showtime Boxing, will join us. We'll talk about the fight that everyone's talking about right now. Dante Wilder versus Tyson Fury. It's on pay-per-view this Saturday. ESPN Plus pay-per-view. And this is, okay, for me, this is probably the most exciting, buzzworthy heavyweight fight in a while. All right, it is. And part of it is because of what happened in the first fight where, where, uh, Fury went down twice, but he got back up and people haven't been getting back up when Dante Wilder sends him down. So we'll talk a little boxing, which we very rarely do, but listen, when it's heavyweights, <laughs> we talk a little boxing and we'll do that. As I mentioned with, uh, Brian Custer, the voice of Showtime Boxing here on 987 ESPN. As I mentioned, of course, it is. Uh, it is Throwback Thursday on the show as well. 
Let's get you some thoughts before we head to the phones. Brian Cashman. What is uh, Severino's status right now? It could be nothing, and it's just a timing issue, and it could be something. Um, we don't have any more information than that other than the time frame that was spelled out already. So we'll see how he feels over the coming days uh, before there's any determination of further testing. So obviously you know, two MRIs and a CT scan so far have been negative. So there's no test currently scheduled or recommended. Uh, the first you know, recommendation is to, to rest and see. All right. Uh, what's what? What kind of treatment can we expect? No new tests are scheduled. Doesn't mean that tests will be happening in in the future. But the, the first step in this process, from Dr. Mott's recommendation, was um, get him on a new anti-inflammatory. Let's see how he uh, uh, feels in the coming days before we uh, put him through a whole new testing battery. As we've done some of those already, and let's just see how you know he responds to that first. Brian, when do you think he'll be ready to go? I really don't know. I mean, I, I it's all possible. Our approach to this discussion with you today is, you know, when, when Aaron addressed it, you know, was make sure we put out on the table that everything's possible because there's an unknown right now. Um, again, it could be small and, and, and the timing issue or it's more significant that because we haven't determined what we're dealing with yet uh, other than to be fully transparent and, and all tests have been negative thus far. And so a number of things for you to discuss with us here on ESPN New York tonight. We love when we've got multiple topics. Your thoughts on who wins Wilder Fury. Your thoughts on the new CBA. If you were a player, I'm not asking you as a fan because I know how you think, usually. If you were a player, do you want to play a 17th game with the idea of possibly an extra playoff game? And... Yankee fans, are you concerned or worried? Plus, Kyrie Irving done for the year? Hmm. Maybe he just wanted to wait for KD. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. It's ESPN New York Tonight. Thursday edition of the show. On Thursdays, we love to do Throwback Thursday. Take you back musically to some stuff that you were doing back in the day. Maybe some dance moves you had. Memories, special person. Check this out. We got a bunch of stuff for you to chat about on ESPN New York tonight. Of course, we're talking about the Yankees and the injury situation with Luis Severino. We got a new CBA proposed by the owners in the National Football League. That includes 17 regular season games, three preseason games, and an extra playoff game or two. Hmm? So we know you like that. Wilder Fury is this weekend. Your thoughts about that? And, of course, Kyrie Irving now out for the season with shoulder surgery. So let's get to the phones and see what you've got to say. Let's kick things off with Pat in Jersey. Pat, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. Um, I just uh, had a had a troll for the Yankees when uh, Houston comes into town. Okay. Uh, they've got the uh, the chicken buckets. So instead of, you know, giving out chicken buckets, they just give out the souvenir chicken bucket to the first 10,000 fans, and everybody starts banging on the chicken buckets every time they uh, come to bat. 
So in other words, Pat, thanks for the phone call. You want them to, well, this is not a chicken bucket, but it's a, so you want them to do that. So when do you want them to do that, Pat, when it's a fastball or a curveball? Because in the original scenario, whenever you heard this, off speed. And then whenever you heard this, hello, this is Siri. That was a whole other thing. And then last season, allegedly there was, so we, we're, we're covered here. We're covered. We got them all. We got them all. Listen, if that happens, that could, that would be the easiest thing for the Astros because there's going to be a lot of reaction, fan reaction to them when they come to a ballpark near you. Ali is in Roselle. Ali, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, Larry? Thanks well, for taking my call. You got it, partner. What's um, up? Couple of quick questions because we really get to talk about the Brooklyn Nets on air. Um, I never really liked the Kyrie trade, but it just seemed it seemed that he had to come with the KD baggage. Mm-hmm. I think I think next year the team would run a lot better with KD, Spencer, and Levert. I don't like Kyrie. I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. I wish we would have kept D'Lo. My question for you is: It seems Kyrie's not going anywhere. So, what do you think about Levert's growth, and what do you think we're going to need? Because even with Durant and uh, Kyrie, I don't see us making it to the finals. Well, that's interesting, Ali. I think first of all, I think that uh, Levert is going to continue to get better. And if one, th- if anything, the fact that you know, you're not going to have Kyrie for the rest of this year means Levert is going to get more playing time. And that's going to get him and make him better and more experienced. And he may be able to help you go that next level. I still think, and and we'll have to see how matchups go. I still think the Nets may need another player, but I'll say this. If you give me Durant, give me 80% of Durant and give me a reasonable Kyrie, who's going to be, if Kyrie Irving can play 60 to 65 games for you next season, regular season games, and you give me an 80 to 85% worse, at worst scenario, 80 to 85% Kevin Durant, you got a good shot coming out of the East, my friend. I do, because I think your depth will surpass what you have in Milwaukee. Because Milwaukee is good, but I think your bench will be comparable to their bench. Yeah, you'll probably have some issues dealing with the Greek freak. I got it. But on the other hand, they're going to have issues dealing with KD. So I think you'll be okay. You might need another player to give you some depth at at a wing, but I think you'll be okay. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's up? Uh, so, well, get, finally get to talk some real baseball stuff. So let's get to it. So, about the Severino injury, I think, you know what, Larry, to be honest with you, this is a lot more concerning than what's going on with Judge because now Judge started to, like, throw some catching. He's going to throw tomorrow. He's going to do some uh, cage work, hitting work in the cage, behind the cage. But Severino, essentially for a year, I mean, since the second half of 2018, it's been downfall for him, downfall for him. Mm-hmm. The second half of 18, uh, he had a bad, I mean, bad second half, always, like, so underwhelming in the playoffs last year. Essentially, missed the entire season. Now, and why? I don't know why he was. He didn't take care of this loose body stuff and loose body stuff. Where what's what the what the Tanaka Tanaka removed a bone sparring in the all season looks. Like he's ready to go. And 
Forearm? Larry, let me tell you something about forearm. That is connected to elbow. That is not a good sign. And because what Garrett Cole uh, uh, is Kempton come to the team, I expect Severino to be the number two dominant guy to have uh-huh. a big year. And now it's, it's a really setback. So, I mean, I hope it's not seriously. But in my mind, this is a lot more serious than what's going on with Judge. So this is not good. I hear you, Charlie. Thanks for the phone call. And I understand. Because, once again, it's another situation with Severino. And you're right. He's been an injury guy for the past year. He gave – what did he pitch in? Two games last year? Two, three regular season games? And then he was able to go in the postseason? And and it was the tease. Well, he's coming back. Well, no, he's not coming back because this is up. Well, no, he's not. Well, we got this. Well, well, no, he's not coming back. It's scary. And whenever you de- – and you're right. Anything with forearms, shoulders, elbows, you got to be concerned. You got to be concerned. Brian's in the car. Hey, Brian, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, Brian. What's up? So a little bit about Kyrie. First of all, you're absolutely right. I'm watching the game right now. They play so much better without him. It's not even a whisper scenario. You shot her from the rooftop. (laughs) Um, But the second thing is that it's pretty clear to me through his actions, through what he says in the media, that he's not interested playing with this team without Kevin Durant. Because he said, you know, these guys got to get on my level, what have you. The only hope I think we have is, you know, when Kevin gets back next year, he can kind of keep Kyrie in check because Kyrie is, he seems like a malcontent everywhere he goes, and and this seems no different. You know, what do you think about that? Well, Brian, here's the thing. Thanks for the phone call. I think he gets a bad rap. Part of it he contributes to. Uh, part of it really though isn't his fault. And I think he got blamed for a situation in Boston last year that was made worse by what was going on with Gordon Hayward. Because Gordon Hayward really needed to be pulled from the starting rotation. His, his, his minutes needed to be cut because quite frankly, he wasn't really playing as well as he, as they thought he was going to play because he was still injured. They brought him back too quickly. And so that was part of it. The other part of it is unfortunately for him, uh, you know, He's injured. And then his conversations in the media about, you know, well, we need to do this. And some of the things he was mentioned here during this season with, um, you know, with Brooklyn about, uh, you know, these listing the guys who are good and the other and leaving the guys who aren't that good in his opinion out. And these are things that see, this is what helps him add to the frustration of fans. Because you know that this guy can play. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron doesn't win in Cleveland the second time around without Kyrie. He doesn't. Kyrie took that game over. He helped them win that series. LeBron was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But Kyrie helped him win that series. So you're frustrated with him because you know the talent and you see it. And I think Kyrie... Could be a Batman, but he'd rather be a Robin. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he could play Batman, but as far as leading the team and whatnot, he'd rather be Robin. So we'll see if indeed when Kevin Durant comes back, will they be able to play together and will they be able to lead the team together and move forward? Because really, 
Not that Kyrie was brought here to be the leader of the Nets, but he was. They kind of wanted him to be the leader this year, along with DeAndre Jordan. That's why they brought them those guys here together. It's just frustrating that Kyrie has not been able to stay on the court. I'm sure he would have. He would. He would rather be on the court more than he's been on the court this season. But once again, the Nets have been able to play without him because a they've gotten used to him not being <laughs> not being around, and b more people are involved. More people are involved. This is ESPN New York tonight. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six at hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Lot to do, boy. We've been busy on the show tonight. We had Brian Custer last hour talking about Brian, uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Wilder. <laughs> Wilder Fury 2 that takes place on Saturday. We're talking about that. Also, we've been talking about the situation with Luis Severino. Heard again. A couple of Yankee fans called in the first hour. Concerned. Are you concerned or worried? Net fans. Kyrie Irving done for the season. Surprised? Are you concerned or worried how this will affect your team going into the postseason? And, of course, the new CBA. Maybe 17 games? Hmm? Extra playoff teams? Hmm? Barton Hahn, 1-3 to here on 98.7 ESPN. What did they think about the new possible deal? What it looks like is not only will we see a potential of a 17-week season, we might see expanded playoffs as well. We're up to 14 teams now are involved. Six games wildcard weekend, which would be a lot of fun. The revenue share would be up to almost 48.5%, which could equal as much as $5 billion in revenue to the players. You like this? I do. I think it was a foregone conclusion that the right thing to do was to move to 17, not 18. Both sides met in the middle. Being able to give more money, I think that the last CBA, people were more worried about quality of life, quality of practice, but that doesn't fill up your bank account. That doesn't help you. And what it resulted in was sloppy play because of the lack of being able to, for your coaches to have you a little later, go over the things, coaches skies up, yeah. guys that need more development. Then you saw that it suffer on the play. The first four games of a season is really a joke for the most part as teams try to get those reps, get the chemistry. I don't know if they want to try and add something back that way. I'm sure the owners don't care because they want to be able to get that extra game for the uh, TV deal. For the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it'd be three preseason games right. instead of four. So, so that irrelevant week four would be gone. Right. I mean, now that's that's tough because you really put a lot of pressure on your evaluators and it's going to be mm-hmm. tough for the young guys because you have to get the guys that's going to play. you got to get them ready. If it's only going to be three preseason games, right. the game still should start two weeks later. You should give them more of a just that evaluation time to be able to evaluate. So you get like a mini camp to finish? Right, a little mini camp to finish. Yeah. Because you still need that because also we know that the NFL really wants to dominate February because not a lot going on outside the All-Star Yeah, game. Super Bowl weekend would they want it to be President's right. weekend. All right, that was uh, Alan Horn and Bart Scott weighing in on the new CBA. You can hear them tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Graziano has been covering the owners' meeting for us. He was on Bart and Hahn earlier today, 
and mentioned that, yeah, we're talking extra bye week. And if you're going to go to 17 games, well, what do we do about, like, training camp? Can we make training camp easier on our bodies? Can we have fewer practices required? Can we have less hitting in training camp? You know, make hitting in training camp prohibited, which a lot of teams don't even do it anyway anymore. Um, so, yeah, that, the, the, the easiest way to put this is, like, the players don't want to play 17 games. But is there a, a cost that they can extract from the owners that they, in their mind, makes it worth it? And that cost comes in the form of money, right? Increased share of revenue, increased minimum salaries, which affect like 60, 70% of the league. And, uh, and then it comes in the, in the form of health and safety advancements. What are we doing to make sure that we preserve our bodies so that that 17th game doesn't, you know, exhaust us beyond the point that we're already exhausted? I mean, quite frankly, uh, there's data that shows that 16 games is too much. All right, Dan, why are the owners pushing to get this deal done so quickly? The thing that's lurking behind all of this is that the, the TV deals are coming up for renegotiation right. here in the next couple of years. So that, the, the owners would like to get this thing taken care of so they can go to their TV network partners and say, oh, hey, look, mm-hmm. more football. We got more playoff games. We got more regular season games. You should pay us more money. And then once that happens, the players, you know, 48, 48 and a half, 49 percent of revenue, whatever it ends up being, becomes a much bigger number and the salary cap grows commensurate with that. All right, now you just heard me joking about what they were going to do with that 17th game because the way they have it now, it's pretty even, right? You got X amount of games in your division, you meet your opponents in your division twice, and then you've got another division and you just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. So Dan, what's the logistics of the 17 games? Are Is everybody going to have a chance to go and boost their passports going to Europe? In terms of the logistics of bye week and expanded rosters, what I've been told is they haven't really hashed out the details of how the 17-game season would work. They just want permission to do it. So the, the, the proposal allows the owners to activate a 17-game expansion sometime between 2021 and 2023. So if the, the thing passes, I think then you'll see people get to work on ideas for how it will work. Does that mean everybody plays an international game? Does it mean an extra bye week? Does it put the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend, et cetera, et cetera? I think all those things, those ideas that you've heard kicked around will start to become real plans. I love the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend. Wouldn't that be great? More football. More football. But if they did that, what happens to the start of this is the Hmm. Jay's in Jersey. Thanks for holding, Jay. You're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I wanted to bring to everybody's attention the selfish agenda that Kyrie Irving has, and everybody has been missing this. Next year, he wants he wants Brooklyn against the Lakers. That was, and his agenda is: I want to create a better version of the Cleveland Cavaliers. That only missing piece is Kevin Love, and it's ironic that the salary extensions of of Prince and Levert, if you add Allen to it. It's the exact salary that Kevin Love would be making next year. I mean, and, and, and DeAndre Jordan is a better version of Tristan Thompson. You re-signed Joe Harris, that's better than J.R. Smith. He now created a better version of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he and his agenda is, I want to go against LeBron and the Lakers next year. You, know, you understand? And everybody's missing that. He made it known when he came, as soon as he came back, that you guys aren't going to be here. You know, Jay, 
Thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying. It's hard for me because it's surgery and there's an injury that you're trying to get better from. So it's hard for me to to say that he's selfish and sitting out this year because of what you're saying. I mean, ultimately, that I'm sure that's his goal. Clearly, he would love to, he would love to be able to go against LeBron with his crew and beat him. Clearly, I know he does because he wants to win a, win a ring. And you know that's probably one of the two he's going to have to go through. The way it looks out west, it's either going to be one of the two LA teams. With all due respect to Denver and Utah, who's playing very well. I could see what you're saying, but it's hard for me to criticize him and talk about his selfishness when he's had these injuries and has had to sit out. Ultimately, it works out for him in the sense of hopefully next season, he's good. He'll be able to play injury-free. He's taking care of everything. He'll be ready to go at the start of training camp. KD will be ready to go. And they'll be ready to hit the hardwood. Here's the only thing. And I don't wish this on him, but this is what's been the situation previously. He's There's another injury waiting for him. He just has been unable, unable to stay healthy for a good part of a, of a season to perform and help his team. And... Once again, I don't know what Kevin Durant's going to be. I'm hoping he'll be 100%. I'm hoping because of what he did trying to come back to play for Golden State and trying to will his way back in there to help his team because he saw how outmatched they were against Toronto last year in the finals and for him to hurt himself again, I feel bad for him. And now he's going to try to got the surgery. He's coming back. And I hope he comes back 100%. But he might not. There's been a few folks who have not come back all the way from the, from that injury. There's been a couple who have. There's been most who have not. And so what happens if he doesn't come back and now Kyrie Irving is compromised too? And remember, KD will be, what, 32 next season? I don't know. That's a tough one. For net fans, I hope that, you know, everything works out. But you have to be disappointed because I think, and I don't know who's going to finish. Right now they're in the seventh spot. They probably will go no lower than seventh. They'll probably, this is probably where they'll finish in the seventh. They'll go between six and seven. And if you're a net fan, you're going to go to, you, you know, if you can move up to six in a three six matchup with Kyrie Irving there, I think you got a shot. I think you do. In a three six with Kyrie, I think you got a chance to advance. Three six without him, two seven without him. Listen, one eight or two seven, I don't know if you're advancing with him, <laughs> but it's a tough situation. And I understand your concern. But here's what you know. You don't have him. And so if you're the Nets, guess what? We're not worried about him coming. He's not coming through that door. We play with what we got. And we do the best we can and keep rolling. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight. On 98.7 ESPN. Go back Thursday. Trading Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. Yeah, they'll continue the conversation. Oh, they're going to be all over the new CBA. Proposed. Not official. Proposed. Also, they'll be talking about the NBA. You know, and I'll get to my point in a second and back to the phones in a minute as well. You remember how every time you turn around, Draymond Green was getting technicals and Draymond Green was all over the place and Draymond Green was yelling at referees and Draymond Green was doing all this madness? You notice the Warriors are so bad, Draymond Green got no act? <laughs> you don't hear anything about Draymond Green. Nothing. Nothing. He's a model citizen. He's just running up and down the court, rebounding, doing his thing. Not yelling at referees. Not getting technicals. Nothing. It's amazing. Can I tell you something? Golden State right now, unwatchable. Unwatchable. They're playing Houston, and it's like... Bad. Oh. Well, they had their run. <laughs> Hope they enjoyed it while it lasted. Because guess what? Clay Thompson's not walking through that door this season. He's done for the year, too. But they'll be back. I don't know if they'll be back like they were, but they'll be back. Clay will be back. Steph will be back. You know, they'll, at least they'll be representative. Right now, they're just brutal. Well, I was mentioning, going back off my conversation with uh, Trey from Brooklyn, Texas, is player. Uh, this physician told me this years ago. And, and it's many, may, maybe you've heard me say this before, but it's, it's interesting how injuries heal sometimes faster physically than they do mentally. What do you mean by that? Well, the player has to be confident that the, the, that the injury has healed, that they can make the move second nature. Like without thinking about it. Like you do the crossover, like you're not thinking about it. Just boom, boom. I know my, 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 my Achilles good. My ankle's good. My knee's good. I can just make the move. It's not be a second thought. It's when you have that second thought sometimes and you try to do it gingerly that sometimes you could do more damage to it. So the question is going to be for Durant, for, for Kyrie, for anybody that comes back from an injury that's kept you from your sport for a long period of time and you go through that rehab and you test it as much as you can. But you still don't know how it's going to respond until you get into a regular game where the competition is there. Because even in practice, you're going to be babied a little bit. I mean, what do we talk about? And this is not even injury related. What do we talk about with quarterbacks? Oh, I mean, you know, oh, quarterback is great in practice. Yeah. Cause, cause he knows he got the red jersey on. Nobody hitting him. He can stand there and wait till the last minute to let the ball go. Oh, I don't care. I just like, I can throw it. No. In the regular season, regular game, you wait. It's hard to throw the ball when you're looking up at the sky because that's what happens when you hold on to the football too long. So the, he looked 
KD looked great shooting the ball in practice. The stroke is there. There's no question about it. He could look. He's a, he gonna be playing horse with his grandkids at 65, and he's still gonna be able to hit the jumper like crazy. He's a gifted athlete, gifted with a fabulous sweet stroke. He's always gonna be able to shoot the basketball. But when he comes back, is he gonna be able to move and move without problems? I hope so, because I love watching him play. Brandon's in Queens. Hey, Brandon, you're next on 987 ESPN. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Larry, man? Good to talk to you again. Same here, Brandon. What's up, my friend? Um, before I made my point, I, you know, you guys got me started on the Knicks, and I promised myself that I was going to take a month off of two with these guys, but I was the guy saying we weren't ready for a KD. Okay. We, you know what I mean? So it kind of saved ourselves from ourselves again. But um, so I, just to be clear on, on, on this new format that the NFL is trying so what, were they taking away a preseason game and they're adding a wild card game? They're adding a regular season game. So there would be 17 uh-huh. games in the regular season up from 16. And they okay. were going to add um, another playoff game for the weekend. So you got a wild card game on Saturday and you'd have a wild card game on Sunday. So you'd have an extra wild card game. Because, you're, because what they're doing is one of the teams that would normally get a bye is not going to get one. So, got like, the first week you, you normally have two teams getting a bye. You don't. You only have one team getting a bye the first week. Got you, got you. So, I guess I guess the concern is, you know, injuries. Of course, uh, yeah. You know, guys playing. Ex- so, this was one of the best ideas I heard, and let me know what you think. Okay. Um, no player on the roster can play more than 16 games. So... You know, it kind of adds a little bit more of a strategy to, you know, like which player is going to sit out which week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you know, you know, I I don't know. That was probably probably the best idea I heard. You know. Well, I say this, Brandon. That's an interesting mm-hmm. idea. And and for that to happen, thanks for the phone call. That means that you are expanding the rosters, and that's got to be part of the deal. Okay. If I'm a player, it's got to be part of the deal that you expand the rosters. Because as I mentioned earlier, this is a war of attrition, my friend. We're not trying to be out here for these long, long, these are 17 games. If you are, if you're in the trenches, O lineman, D lineman, 17 games, 17. Come on. Why, why you think JJ Watt said no? <laughs> you battling the, 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 you know, in the trenches, scrapping and scratching and clawing and grabbing and pushing people around. 17 games? You're exhausted. And injuries happen all the time in the National Football League. And, of course, we talk about quarterbacks. We talk about the skill positions. I'm not even talking about them right now. I'm talking about the physical in the trenches, nose tackles battling centers, guards and tackles and defensive ends and linemen and all that foolishness. That's what I'm talking about. That's going to be a battle. So you need to have, obviously, an extra bye week, but you also need to have an increase in the rosters. And so if you have an increase in the rosters, then, Brandon, you could do that. Where you say, okay, one guy's got to, you can't play a week. 
I'm going to miss one of my guys for a week. Now, who's that going to be? In a salary cap sport where the key thing is to make sure that the the talent difference between your starters and your reserves are minimum. They're not going to be equal, obviously, because one's got to be better. That's why he's starting. But if you can minimize the distance between the starter and the reserve in multiple key positions, that's how you are successful in the National Football League. It is, that's why you hear Tom Brady take the kudos of being able, of taking less money so that New England could sign better players and cut down the difference between the starters and the reserves on their teams. So that's why they were able to be deeper than some other teams. It caught up with them this year because they were zero at the skill position, depth-wise. Zero. That's why he's talking about leaving. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I'm going somewhere where I can get some help offensively. So that's the difference. And so if that's going to be the challenge of your 16-game schedule. Now, overall, there's some interesting things here that they've got. I mean, obviously, there's going to be uh, – they would be, from what I'm hearing, and it's not in the, you know, the deal yet. But I'm hearing the possibility, obviously, of – listen, if there's more TV money coming in, then that means if you got more games, I would assume the salary cap is going up, which is good for free agents. And listen, that's going to add a little, a little more emphasis to the combine next week where players, you know, as, <laughs> as my good friend, former Jet special teams coach Mike Westoff calls the underwear Olympics because it's about running. It's about jumping. It's about doing that stuff, but it's not really about football. <laughs> it's about movement and all the other stuff. Uh, that's going to be interesting. And if you're fans of the New York teams, Jets and Giants, like I said earlier, this extra playoff situation could be intriguing for you because your team may have a chance with a couple of additions to have a chance at the extra playoff spot. It could. Probably when they'll be, you know, not this year, but next year, whenever it becomes available. And then... You know, let's say, let's say, Jeff fans, you get that, you, you, you get that move. You get that trade for Odell Beckham Jr. that I keep hearing about. OBJ returns to the Big Apple. And here with Susan now. Darnold back to pass. Darnold. OBJ. That's a Jet touchdown. I can't hear him right now. I can hear him. That would be a great wide receiver, wouldn't it? Wow. Giant fans would be like, yeah, go get him. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You'll see. <laughs> He's got great catches, but you'll see. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.